0: This is 212 Athlete, the podcast, with your host, Adrian Gomez. This is Adrian Gomez with 212 Athlete. Welcome to the podcast. Today we have our guest, Dr. Dan, who is our principal psychologist at 212 Athlete, who has developed systems to help us become better people, better players. And have better performance on and off the field. Today, we're going to cover what is the number one cause of stress to young athletes and athletes in general. Thank you for being here, Dr. Dan. I appreciate it.
1: Absolutely, it's, it's it. I, I enjoy it, and it's great to be here.
0: Appreciate it. Well, today uh, <clears throat> our podcast is going to talk about the number one causes uh, of stress to athletes. Uh, per, particularly young athletes today. But I wanted to start with, a, with the first question is, from your sure. experience as a, as a psychologist, um, where does the number one source of stress come from for children?
1: You know, I, I'd say <clears throat> that's a difficult question, and I can answer it instinctively. Mm-hmm. So the, the first problem that young kids feel is that they should be better than they are. <clears throat> I think children have a real hard time understanding the growth of a sport, the growth of learning. And let's keep something in mind, children are children. Mm-hmm. And so kids, you know, and, and the mind of a child has not yet developed and they're fun and they're, the whole world is new and every kid thinks they should be performing at a higher level than they are. And that's the difficulty. So when we really. when we look at children and we isolate the difficulty with children, the major problem is that kids think they should be performing at a higher level. Hence, frustration comes because that's when kids feel as though they should be winning more, they should be playing better. Mm -hmm. Sorry about that. That's road sound. So uh, the the kids feel they should be playing better than they are. And really, when you think about it, kids are kids, and they're in a process of of, of learning. And no one can expect a kid uh, to be other than a kid.
0: Right. Well, yeah. I think I see that, I see that in, my, in my own children's lives as well, is mm. when I, as the parent, place these, these expectations, oftentimes right. my expectations as a parent are, are not to the level of their age. And my, my wife you know, <clears> throat> informs throat> me that my expectations are too high. For the for the age level at which I you mean I that kind
1: sweet wife of yours actually informs you that your levels are too high expectations? Oh yes, yeah. she's
0: she's amazing. I think she.
1: Uh, well, not only is she amazing, but she's right. And you know the the second part of the question is, when kids feel that they should perform at a higher level, and the hmm. parents feel they should perform at a higher level, that's like that's like pouring gasoline on a fire. And so oh, okay. the difficulty is. Everybody is is motivated by winning. Everybody is motivated by results. And really, you know, it's very difficult to look at a kid. It's very difficult to look at anybody and say, honey, you're 10 years old. You're 12 years old. You're 14 years old. You can't can't know what you don't know. And I think parents get caught up into it by pressuring the kids, getting too involved with the kids. There There are parents that go to the extreme. And then there are parents that are mild and still expect um, results that are unrealistic. And mm-hmm. so really when you're a parent, what you can instill in your, in your son or daughter <clears throat> is when you are playing a sport, only two things have to happen. Number one, you're learning how to play, learning how to play. And number two, mm-hmm. execute. And the natural outcome, if it happens to be winning, it's winning. And if it happens to be a loss, And and you've heard me say this a million times, Adrian. You cannot cannot learn without losing, and I never say it's losing. I always say it's learning. In fact, when I look at somebody who has my number, I always end it by saying, is there something you don't know that you could teach me? Is there something you're doing something that I don't know? And he might look at me and say, you know what? I noticed you can't hit the curve, so I threw you a curve. And I said, I knew something was up. I knew something yeah. was up. And so these are learning years. And that doesn't, that doesn't uh, you can't forget that. And, and, and you, you can't diminish the whole concept of learning with older players, players who are more senior in their teens, in their 20s. You always have to keep that in mind that you're going to learn. And somehow, you know, we didn't play, we're not playing this sport to get trophies we're not playing this sport to get wins. If you did, you wouldn't You would never play. You'd never play. And I'd hand Mm -hmm. you a trophy and say, here, forget, don't play. We're here because we love it. We're here because we, we love playing ball, but there's nothing like learning something new and then trying it Mm -hmm. out. And it, and it works, but, but there is no learning without repetition. You got to do it over and over. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: For sure. And, I think what you're talking about is is what something that I've read. And it's there's there's two games that we play in life, and there's there's two types of games: finite games and infinite games. Um, and at two twelve athlete, um, I think that's where we're different than everyone else. We're not about wins and losses. We're not about um, com, uh, completing things. We're about uh, the infinite game, which is the inner game, the mental game, and also the physical game, where we're constantly learning. Um, and we're progressing, and, and it's this constant, never-ending improvement, both mentally and physically. That well, I think <clears throat> that that if, if we do, if we forget that we're constantly improving, we can get caught up in all these wins and losses, and and feel bad about ourselves, or feel like we've arrived. Yeah.
1: So we 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 at the two twelve athlete are different, in, and I can I can do it in an example. I look mm-hmm. at the kids, and I go, "What's your favorite ice cream?" And they go, oh, Dr. Dan, I love chocolate chip mint. I love deep chocolate. You know, I love, uh, you know, they tell me all kinds of ice cream they like. And so I buy them the ice cream. I buy the ice cream, you know. So we sit down, we have ice cream, and I go, here's the deal, guys. I want you to eat it as fast as you can. And I go, what? Yeah, eat it as fast as you can. And they say, well, Dr. Dan, what do you mean? And I said, nobody buys or does their favorite thing to finish it fast. We have to enjoy it, absorb it, mm-hmm. ingest it. So this is what I want you to do. I want you to eat your ice cream and take as long as you want and drip it all over yourself and just love it. <laughs> and so if you treat baseball like a really good steak or a really good pizza mm-hmm. or some real good sushi or Chinese food, you want to sit down, talk to your friends, eat a little rice, Back to your chicken, you know. Get back, you know. It's it's to be enjoyed, and and as you enjoy it, it's really interesting to talk to kids where winning becomes less of a pressure and a natural outcome of execution. Because here's the deal, Adrian, and this is this is the two twelve motto. It doesn't matter whether you're winning or losing at the time. You still have to do the same thing. You have to execute, and if you execute for a result for a parent. For approval, for a win, then you are putting unnecessary pressure, and the guy or woman who is at the advantage is the person who knows you're doing this, and they'll throw you a fastball right down the middle, and you're going to hit the high cheese. That's just the way it works.
0: Right, for sure.
1: So, well, I think, so I you, think you, that's yeah.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: No, so the so the, so the message is to your to your question is what causes the most pressure. It's, number one, the children's expectations on themselves, which become unrealistic. You know, it, it doesn't matter if you're Sandy Koufax at the age of 10. There's a lot of baseball to play. And right. the parents, the parents, oh, my gosh, the parents lay on so many unreal expectations. If your kid drops the ball, he drops the ball. So teach him how to catch it again so he won't drop it again. Right. Well, I think that's I, life. That's life. Totally. Totally, and I
0: what comes to mind mm. is Michael Phelps when he won the world record. Michael Phelps, I don't, I don't know if you knew this or, or you know, th- those that are listening, um, he won the world record blind. The for I think, the first one that he won, and yeah. what happened was there was water in his goggles, and because of the the, the right training and and the, the execution yeah. and the visualization, he was actually able to overcome a very Difficult situation where he was taught how to count each stroke uh, yeah. from the time and guess, and he actually be- beat his the, the world record time uh, with his eyes closed, which is I can tell remarkable. you my favorite
1: story. I can tell you my favorite story. <clears throat> Roger yes. Federer was interviewed, but I can't remember who the interviewer was. So Federer had won a tiebreaker to win the tournament, and it came down to Federer, and he says to Federer, <clears throat> Roger Federer, the tennis player. Mm -hmm. He says, he says, um, Fed, he says, when the score was tied, what were you thinking? And I love Federer's response. You know what he said? He said, I I didn't know the score was tied. (laughs) And the announcer didn't know. And the announcer didn't know what to say. The announcer didn't know what to say. That's a champion. A champion who plays within himself for a whole different set of reasons. And we've got to say this, Adrian. We've got to say this. You're gonna lose. You're gonna strike out. You're gonna get. Mm-hmm. You're gonna get dinged. I mean, it's all gonna happen because you can't have things happen in life and not learn something. I mean, you've got to have right. these things happen so you can reach the next level. So the right. the, the message out there is the two twelve message is parents back off. Kids right. will kids put enough pressure on themselves. My God, and so. That what, what, what the parents need to do is be there as a support, be there as a teacher, and don't be intrusive to make uh, some of these kids have very short careers and be champions sure. at the age of 12 and lose their enthusiasm. Right. And, and, and
0: honestly, I, I've, I've been texting quite a few parents um, in the past few months and just checking up on certain, certain players, and a lot of them at this point have quit. They've, they've said, you know, he's not enjoying baseball anymore. He's done um and so you know i think with with parenting and coaching too knowledge that empowers life we call wisdom and yeah. if if we're not empowering if we're not in, uh allowing people to become better then it's obviously just knowledge and it's not it's not real wisdom it's just random things that we're telling our kids to do and adding to their well, specific expertise well let me
1: give you a, let me give you a closing thought yeah Parents let your kids be kids. Parents, <clears throat> parents learn, learn how to let the kids fail to succeed. You heard that, fail to succeed. Yep. And when the kids put enough pressure on themselves, that's the time the parent has to be a parent, not say anything and let the kids cry it out. There's nothing wrong. But the parents need to somehow sit back and let it be their kids' experience. And that's not to say to not intervene when there's something bad that happens. But, you know, there, yeah. there, is, something, there is something said about, I don't know if we're the word backing off. <clears throat> I'm going to say it a different way so it's not so disrespectful. Um, I, think it's, I think the parents need to get a little more objective about the whole thing and maybe Correct. go back and try to close your eyes and remember, what did you know when you were 10 years old? I mean, don't right. forget, you're new in this world. And so for the parents, you know, um, parent with a sense of objectivity and um, between the ages of zero and 18, you know, they're all learning. And the only way to take a step forward is to take sometimes two, three steps backward. So the parents need to reflect and decide what kind of a parent do I want to be if my son or daughter is going to choose a sport. For sure. We don't need therapy. We don't need therapy. We just need coaches. So to avoid therapy, to avoid people like me, Get some perspective, parent. Enjoy. Let your kids be kids, and then go play ball.
0: Yeah, play some ball. Play some ball.
1: Well, I appreciate and you listen being to a that. Car. Listen to that, Adrian. Listen yeah. to that wife of yours. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Listen to your wife. <clears throat> She's a wise woman.
0: She is. She she truly is. And 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 honestly, guys, and th- those of you that are listening. Um, I'm not speaking as a perfect parent. I, I make mistakes. And, and actually, I called, called you, Dr. Dan, and, and, and got some help. Uh, and what you told me was to stay objective, to, to come into their world and, and see where they're at, as opposed to me dictating yeah. where they should be.
1: Adrian, I have a question I want you to ask me before you let me go.
0: Okay, I got ask it. Me per- go.
1: ask, ask me what a perfect parent is.
0: What is a perfect parent?
1: The perfect parent is the imperfect parent. It's the parent that makes mistakes. It's the parent that needs to learn. It's the we're all we're all imperfect. <clears throat> that's what's so beautiful about the perfectionism of it all. We all have to right. allow ourselves to be imperfect. That's for sure. That to me, that to me, a perfect world is a world that's imperfect. Cuz it's growth.
0: <laughs> right. Yep. Right. Well, thank you so much for being a part of, of 212 Athlete. And like I said, to those, to those that are listening, um, I'm going to put uh, Dr. Dan's phone number on there and just know that if you need help, if you need help uh, and guidance, I've used uh, Dr. Dan uh, myself as a parent um, and as a coach, and he's helped me guide myself to, to help other, other players, to empower them, and to make them better than they were um, the day before. And, um, I really credit a lot of the way, the way that I parent and the way that, um, I coach to Dr. Dan. So, um, and also, um, December 2nd and 3rd, we're having a camp at Peoria, uh, DBAT Peoria in, um, Arizona, and it is $195 for two days. And that's, uh, lots of, lots of sessions with, uh, with myself, Adrian Gomez and Dr. Dan, for both a physical and a mental, uh, camp where we're going to increase your velocity. Um, we're going to help you understand how you throw and also, uh, we're going to help you how, how to think and how to stay, uh, positive and and to, to increase your performance through your mind. So, uh, what a
1: beautiful thought, what a beautiful thought.
0: Yeah. I think that's what's missing. Hmm. We're all physical and, uh, I think the mental side is missing.
1: I'm looking forward to it. And and remember, everybody, the 212 Athlete, we always say it. We'll say it after it at the end of every broadcast. Play ball. Make sure you have fun.
0: Thank you. Thank you, Dr. Ned.
1: Thanks for listening to
0: 212 Athlete, the
1: podcast.